Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from J.J. Watt's retirement party and maybe Derek Carr's, too. It's the 4th and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how did your uh, fantasy playoff teams fare this past weekend, uh, hopefully as well as your Cowboys did against the Eagles? That was good. I can tell you that my family less excited as Eagles fans haven't me around but you know what can you do my fancy teams i had four into the playoffs i still got two alive ironically the two that gardner Minshew started a quarterback on so how's your team doing still still kicking out there um i had one team left that uh won by the the hair of my chinny chin chin thanks to you and uh some (laughs) advice that you gave me you uh it literally went down to like the last second of the game. <laughs> it did. There were like two sacks um, that the Chargers made of, uh, of Nick Foles late in that uh, fourth quarter when the Colts were trying desperately to mount some kind of a comeback and that uh, guided me to victory. But uh, yeah, that was a little too close for comfort there. I actually thought Sherpa I Sherpa was sweating it out a little bit. <laughs> yes, I was definitely sweating that one out, but. Uh, We'll see. So I, I have a couple of uh, dilemmas, which I can hopefully work into the show at some point, uh, lineup decisions for the coming weeks. So maybe we can use that as a test case of sorts uh, without making the whole show about me. But uh, anyway, glad to hear that uh, the, the mustachioed one is uh, guiding you to victory. Minshew mania, still running wild. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like it they might have another week of it. Well, I know. I, I think myself and maybe not even his family at this point, but it might just be me and Gardner Minshew that are excited about this. But you know what? It's okay. Well, actually, We're rolling on. <laughs> well, actually, I wonder, you know, because if he plays well, the you know, I presume he's going to be the starter again. You're probably going to tell us in the injury section that he's not. But um, if he does play <laughs> this weekend and plays well against New Orleans, they clinch you know, home field advantage throughout the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. I wonder if maybe a team like the Jets or the Raiders who have seemingly cast their uh, starting quarterbacks to the curb, you know, whether they may be in the market for someone like that, or even Baker Mayfield, does his you know, game, if he plays well the last week or two of the season, does that, does that also throw him into the conversation is a stopgap measure for some of these teams that, you know, need a new quarterback but aren't picking high enough in the draft to really get a rookie one. I mean, I I think that – I think Gardner Minshew and I think Baker Mayfield have, have played themselves into jobs. It certainly looks like there are going to be some people available. Derek Carr is probably going to be out there. Taylor Heineke might. Hell, Carson Wentz might. We don't know, but – I do know that there are a lot of guys playing quarterback this week that were not playing last week. Zach Wilson's probably getting released. I think, I, I mean, I think that you, you've you got to want a guy like Baker Mayfield or Gardner Minshew that come out and are hungry. And, like, I mean, we talked earlier on this season about Gardner Minshew walking into the coach's office and saying, like, hey, what do I need to do to be, to be the starter? And he's like, it's just not going to happen. And But you want guys who want to play. I, you know, it's it's not as exciting to watch Carson Wentz come out and be like, "Ah, I could go this way or that way." Or Russell Wilson, like they don't they don't seem like they're real hungry for it. So, you know, I think I think they made themselves some money this the last week or two. Perhaps, perhaps we'll see. But yeah, lots of interesting uh, non fantasy, yeah. actual real life uh, 
situations that we could talk for an hour about, but uh, we probably shouldn't. For sure. <laughs> but uh, we, we do have several things we will cover tonight. We are going to guide you to victory across the board. Be it your season-long fantasy playoffs, hopefully you're playing a championship game this week, or if you're one of the psychopaths who have a Week 18 uh, championship game like I do in one of my leagues, well, you know, we'll be here for you next week too. But we're going to take care of your daily fantasy needs, who to start, who to sit, game predictions, injuries, of course, all that good stuff, all the news and notes. Uh, we have quite a few people who have been benched and are, are named starters that, you know, maybe weren't last week. So there's a, a lot of transactional things happening. We have a man who was brewing latte last week playing in the NFL this week. So, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll help you with the waiver wire. We've got injuries. We can fix it up for you. Hopefully you don't have anyone on the Titans because pretty much no one's playing. But we do uh, – I'm, I'm sure there will be things we don't cover tonight. Like you said, everyone's got specific situations. So you can find us all week long all over social media. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Twitter at the number four THN Inches show at fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. You can also email us at the number four THN Inches show at gmail.com. And, of course, if you just need the soothing sounds of our voice, there are more than 200 episodes out anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. So if you need some nice background noise or company on your commute, if you're, you know, sitting in a blizzard somewhere, we got you covered. Uh, we'll be here for a full hour if you're listening live from 8 to 9. If you're listening up in bus, hey, we'll be here for a while. <laughs> and, of course, we'll be back with you next Wednesday night for the last week of the season and uh, hopefully some more exciting things. Hopefully we'll be talking about the championship teams that we had. But in the meantime, we do have just a few injuries. <laughs> As you alluded to, we also have a retirement that was announced. J.J. Watt announced yesterday that this is going to be his last season. Uh, there was a bunch of really cute pictures of his baby seeing him play for the first time uh, this week. It was the last home game as a Cardinal. Uh, they certainly are, are a team that's in flux also <laughs> right now. Uh, Trace McSorley, still your starting quarterback. <laughs> it's it's an interesting world out there. Uh, obviously, Kyler Murray still out playing with the torn knee. He's going to have surgery here pretty soon. James Conner did not practice today. He's sick. Uh, it was just a walkthrough today, but it seems like everybody's got the flu. Nobody seems to have COVID, so thankfully for that. Uh, and also, safety Buda Baker was officially put on injured reserve this afternoon with a shoulder injury. Obviously, there's two games left in the season, and the Cardinals aren't playing for really anything. Um, other than to try to try to somehow cram themselves into the top five draft pick that Sherpa's probably up to about 17 teams, roughly, competing for that. We exaggerated, <laughs> only 15. Only 15. <laughs> we still don't have the number one overall pick set, so there is still some mystery to that. There is There are ramifications for everyone this week. Um, out in Atlanta... Uh, they, they're dealing with all sorts of issues, being the Falcons, but primarily offensive line issues this week. Uh, there's not a lot of guys left to still, still be healthy to be on the injury report, but most of them are offensive linemen this week. Out in Baltimore, we're not sure who's going to play quarterback just yet against the Steelers. Lamar Jackson's still not practicing uh, as of this afternoon with that knee injury that's cost him the last few weeks. It looks like it's trending towards Tyler Huntley. If Lamar Jackson doesn't practice tomorrow, I'd be shocked. 
if he plays, but you, you never know with the Harbaugh's and the Steelers and Ravens. It'll be interesting. Um, also missing practice today was Deshaun Jackson. He is also sick, recovering from an illness, which, again, sounds like the flu. Um, but I'm sure this is a big game. This is where he, he'll have one really big catch and get himself another deal for next year, like clockwork. Um, also keep an eye on the defensive side of things. Both Marcus Peters and Calais Campbell aren't practicing uh, with calf and knee injuries, respectively. Those are guys who definitely went out there in a game with the Steelers. So keep an eye on them as the week goes on. In Buffalo, not sure if you heard, they got kind of a big game this week. Also not sure if you heard, there was a blizzard there again. <laughs> I think we all saw the video of guys digging out their cars when they landed. Um, but injury-wise, it's it's been pretty light for them this week. Center Mitch Morse is still dealing with that concussion. He's not practicing. Um, that's one you want to keep an eye on. It also looks like Micah Hyde technically might get activated off the IR before this season ends. <laughs> yeah, he, he seems to think so. He's got that neck injury he suffered early on in the season, but he's been working out on the side of practice with the other players, so I, who knows what he thinks he's doing out there. In Carolina, cornerback uh, J.T. Horner broke his wrist. He had wrist surgery. He's not going to play this week. They are going to see if he's potentially going to play next week. Remember, the Panthers are in that god-awful division where they're still still potentially going to make the playoffs. Um, and in a fun twist, they signed Josh Norman to the practice squad today. He's been out of football for the last six years. He is going to be elevated and active for the Buccaneers game this week. He has been working at a, a coffee shop. He's been a barista, which he apparently owns the coffee shop. He opened, planned it and opened it during covid it's across the street from Cam Newton's Cigar Bar in downtown Atlanta. So if you guys ever need somewhere to go, he could tell you in great detail how to make the perfect latte. I I didn't think those were things we'd ever be putting together, but here we are. Josh Norman's back in the NFL. Uh, we're going to talk about T.O. here in a little bit, so we're all going back in no, time. No back in his yeah. I know. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. also, also in Carolina – uh, Tommy Tremble, the tight end, was limited today with a hip injury. Again, I hope you don't need to be starting Tommy Tremble on your fantasy team. Not everyone's like me, uh, but that team clearly not still playing. In Chicago, they, I mean, Justin Fields just keeps going. He's going to keep playing football, even though he's got head, shoulders, knees, and toes all injured. Uh, wide receiver Dante Pettis was limited today. He's got an ankle injury. Wide receiver Aquinas St. Brown was uh, not practicing. He's in concussion protocol. Not looking great for him, uh, but if he can get a practice in before the end of the week, he's got a chance of playing, but right now it doesn't look so good. Also not practicing today was wide receiver Chase Claypool. He's dealing with a knee injury. It looks like he is trending more towards playing, but again, maybe not someone you want to post all of your hopes and fantasy dreams on. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll make it through a game. We'll see. And uh, guard Cody Whitehair still dealing with a knee injury. And they put a couple of cornerbacks on IR this week. So the secondary, which, I mean, already was was sort of in shambles, is getting a little thinner out in Chicago. In Cincinnati, tight end Hayden Hurst was not practicing. He's been dealing with a calf injury, but they're, quote, very optimistic he will be available on Monday night. They've got an extra day this week, so... Hopefully he can uh, he can get healthy. The biggest news out of Cincinnati was that uh, right tackle Lyle Collins was done for the year. He tore his ACL and MCL when his leg got rolled up on 
on Saturday. So he's done for the year, all two weeks of it. Um, interestingly, the Bengals were one of, I believe, two teams that have been starting the same offensive line every game this season. So this is actually a bigger deal than you think. And Andrew Whitworth, who's been an Amazon commentator, we saw him win Man of the Year in a Super Bowl with the Rams before retiring, is apparently not ruling out coming back to play for Cincinnati, where he played for 11 years. So that would be interesting. Keep an eye on that. <laughs> Just protection-wise, that's that's going to be a bit of an issue against the Buffalo defense. So keep that in mind in your rankings, where you want to put Joe Burrow. In Cleveland, defensive end Jadavion Clowney was back at practice today. He's been out with a concussion, so that's a good sign for their defense. Um, wide receiver Amari Cooper did not practice. Part rest, part of hip injury, part it's just Wednesday, and he's got some miles on the tire. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, also keep an, keep an eye on the secondary. Again, I hope you don't need the Browns defense, but you might. So, again, keep an eye on that. Out in Dallas, uh, ahead of the Thursday night game, which is tomorrow if you're listening live or today if you're listening on Thursday, they've got a couple of guys on the injury report. Uh, linebacker Leighton Vanderesh is not going to play again. He's dealing with that neck injury. Micah Parsons is officially questionable with a hand injury. He's going to play. Running back Tony Pollard, also officially questionable with a thigh injury. He's also going to play. And reportedly, and again, this is according to Terrell Owens' side of things, he and Jerry Jones' office, which might mean his secretary or his voicemail, we don't really know, have been in contact about potentially breaking a deal and him coming back to the team. He is 39 years old, which was... <laughs> I'm sorry, 49 years old, which would make him the oldest player in NFL history. He doesn't look 49. He seems like he's kept himself in shape, but this is the most Cowboys thing I've potentially ever seen because we might also sign Odell Beckham Jr. And also, did you see T.Y. Hilton had the one catch last week for a first down? Jerry said he'd make an impact, and he did. So I'm not really sure what the Cowboys are doing. Neither are they, but it does look like they're going to be pretty healthy going into Thursday night. In Denver, um, things aren't great. They fired their head coach, mostly because they can't get rid of Russell Wilson, who finally has as many touchdown passes as he does bathrooms in his home. So let's all all rejoice there. We finally did hit that number 12. Well, I think Greg Wilson just... <laughs> only took him uh, 17 weeks, 16 weeks. So I guess 15 if you count. Well, either way, but it's not good. Uh, tight end Greg Dolchich was not practicing today. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, he got beat up pretty good in the game last week. A couple of, of interceptions taken out of his hands, but it looks like he's planning on playing this week, barring a setback. Again, I really hope you don't need the most of the, the Broncos to win a fantasy playoff game. In Detroit, they're dealing with a lot of injuries Jackson. in their secondary, <laughs> particularly their safeties. Also, wide receiver Josh Reynolds wasn't practicing today. He's sick. And wide receiver Quintez Cephas was activated off of IR, was, I'm sorry, deactivated back to IR uh, for the rest of the year. He, the foot injury he has is just not healing as fast as they thought, so he's not going to make a return this season. So if for some reason you had him stashed on your IR, you can get rid of him now. The Packers all of a sudden are potentially a playoff team after every single possible thing that needed to happen last week happened for them. Not really sure what world we live in, but it's it's not one we saw coming. <laughs> Today, though, they were without Aaron Rodgers, who didn't practice because he's got the right thumb and the knee injury, and 
I think he just doesn't feel like practicing on a Wednesday when it's cold. I don't blame him. Wide receiver Christian Watson didn't practice. He was knocked out of the game with a hip injury. I'd be concerned about that. Also, uh, keep an eye on running back Aaron Jones, who is not practicing. He is dealing with an ankle injury. He was, quote, rolled up on and didn't come back into the game, though he was available. So keep an eye on that this week. Out in Houston, they've got a lot of offensive line issues. And it's not just that they aren't very good. They have a lot of injuries. Um, A couple of guys concussed, a couple of knee injuries. It's not great. So um, Davis Mills at all, whoever they decide is going to play any snaps, just tread lightly. Also, wide receiver Nico Collins was officially put on IR. He is done for the year with that foot injury. Um, Brandon Cooks is healthy and back, but Nico Collins is not going to return this season. Out in Indianapolis, we saw the return of Nick Foley and Dynamite. Did not help the Colts' cause, unfortunately. Um, things aren't getting a whole lot better. They are also without Ashton Doolin, the wide receiver. He is dealing with a, con- a concussion. We saw that. Uh, I think if you watched any NFL highlights, you saw that that big hit he took. I would not be surprised to not see him play this week. And they're also dealing with uh, a couple of injuries to their cornerbacks, so that defense is is getting a little thinner. The Jaguars. Only only big name on their injury report this week, quarterback Trevor Lawrence dealing with that toe injury. He's not practicing today, but that has been the norm. Doug Peterson says they're not resting anybody. doesn't matter if it's the Texans. Everybody's playing. So do with that what you will. In Kansas City, wide receiver Michael Hardman is practicing today. He's been dealing with an abdominal issue, so that's a good sign. He has not been practicing on Wednesdays, so that's very good. Out in Las Vegas... It's been a tumultuous afternoon. Derek Carr has officially been benched for the rest of the season. Jared Stidham is going to be your starting quarterback for the Raiders from here on out. Um, Not really sure how that's going to go. Not really sure Derek Carr was the problem. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more when we talk about our game prediction. No, he's about the only thing going right. And if I'm Devontae Adams, I'm very upset. Although, maybe they're going to go as a unit. (laughs) Just like Sean Payton's allegedly already putting together his coaching unit to go somewhere. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. In other injury news, well, in injury news, other news in, in Raiders camp, running back Samir White was limited today with an ankle injury. They're dealing with a couple of offensive line issues as well. There's just not a lot good happening there. On the other side of town out in uh, Los Angeles, there's a, a couple hours, but... The Chargers dealing with a couple of injuries. Austin Eckler was limited today. He's dealing with a knee injury. Again, this is more of it's Wednesday, and he's he's taking it easy. I wouldn't worry about him playing. Um, also, linebacker Joey Bosa might come back to practice this week. He's on IR with that groin injury, trying to get back. It doesn't look like they're incredibly optimistic about him playing this week, but he's still trying to get in there before the season ends. Um, and... Stacey Derwin James is dealing with a concussion. He's not practicing. That would be a loss for that defense, so keep an eye on that as well. As we keep rolling on in Los Angeles, uh, quarterback John Wolford still technically questionable with a neck injury. He's not practicing. Baker Mayfield still going to be their quarterback there. And Aaron Donald is still listed as doubtful with that ankle injury he missed last week. He's likely done for the year. There's really no reason to have him playing at this point, but they're not officially rolling him out yet. In Miami, uh, 
Tell me if you've heard this one before. Tua Tungavailoa has a concussion. He looks like he got concussed at the end of the first half, played the whole other half of football and threw three interceptions, which, if your brains are scrambled, doesn't actually surprise me all that much. Um, he is not going to play this week. Technically, they haven't officially ruled him out, but he is not going to play this week. Um, he's still very much like concussion protocol. Teddy Bridgewater is preparing to be the starter against New England, which isn't isn't the world's best draw, but he's healthier and his brain's intact. So that's a plus for him. He is going to be potentially out wide receiver River Craycraft, which again, I hope you're on a very deep league. That's really <laughs> the only reason that you're worried about River Craycraft, but he's dealing with a calf injury and not practicing. And linebacker Bradley Chubb, keep an eye on him, is not practicing with an ankle injury. The Dolphins are really going to need him. Their secondary is beat up, and they need some some veteran leadership out there. They also put running back Miles Gaskin on IR yesterday. He's done for the year. He's got 87 other running backs. So, again, hopefully you weren't holding on to Miles Gaskin. The Vikings still alive, still finding ways to win one-score games. <laughs> but uh, also staying surprisingly healthy. The, the big news injury-wise was Irv Smith Jr., the tight end, is coming off of IR. He's designated a return from an ankle injury. They were hoping to get him back, and now they are, so it looks like he's got a chance of playing this week. If you haven't staffed, keep an eye out. Might be a week. You never know. In New England, there's there's a lot of injury problems in New England and overall issues, but Injury-wise, wide receiver Tycon Thornton was limited today. He's dealing with a knee injury. And wide receiver Devontae Parker, still not practicing with the concussion. Not a great sign going into this week. Running back Damian Harris was limited. He's dealing with a thigh injury. Ramondre Stevenson was also limited. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Tight end Johnny Smith isn't looking good for him this week. And tight end Hunter Henry was limited with a knee injury. They're also dealing with some injuries on defense, particularly to their secondary. So the injury report is not looking real strong in New England. Keep an eye on that. Maybe not the defense you want to go with this week, but who knows. In New Orleans, running back Alvin Kamara is not practicing. Uh, They're saying it's due to personal reasons and a quad injury. Also, it's Wednesday. He doesn't practice a whole lot on Wednesdays. Don't worry too much about that. I would be more worried about wide receiver Chris Olave, who is limited with a hamstring injury. Um, And wide receiver Jarvis Landry was officially put on IR. He is not going to make it back this year with that ankle injury that's been plaguing him. So he is is done. Hopefully Chris Olave can can get a little healthier and play this week, but they have a a bit of a tough matchup. Out in New York, Sherpa's defense is a little banged up, particularly safety Xavier McKinney. He's still dealing with a hand injury. Uh, He was hoping to get activated from uh, the non-football injury list prior to this week. It does not look like that's going to happen. They're not getting healthier, unfortunately. Their secondary is taking a bit of a beating. So you're going to need to score a few more points this week, Sherpa. I think that's the moral of the story there. On the other side, yeah, well, I I don't know if you've heard, but you can find guys who are working in coffee houses now. That's something you could be doing. <laughs> this time off the Lions practice squad, which is probably about <laughs> half a step up from that. Yeah, it's not a whole lot better. <laughs> At least he probably has, like, that fit him and aren't in the back of his closet. Football like, shape, yeah. Yeah, yeah sort of. I mean, Josh Norman apparently makes a good cup of coffee. I just didn't even know. Didn't know that was a thing until today. 
Um, on the other side of town in New York, Mike White has officially been cleared. Will probably amount to a cup of coffee. This is true, but you know he's going to have some capital to keep that coffee shop running. So. <laughs> oh, it's great I, marketing. For I that. just, I guess, good for him. But also didn't know Cam Newton had a cigar bar, but that's also a thing. Um, the Jets are going to get quarterback Mike White back this week. He tried to get cleared by 10 doctors last week. Nobody would let him because he fractured ribs, and that's how you, you know, puncture lungs and die. So he is apparently cleared now. His technical list is questionable, but he's going to start. Joe Flacco is going to be the backup, and Zach Wilson is inactive for the rest of the season. So he is probably going to be a free agent come this offseason. Uh, unfortunately, that that didn't work out for just so well. Um, they're dealing with a couple of other injuries, but more than anything, they're getting a few guys back off IR, which is nice. So I, I guess mathematically they still have a chance. Someone else who's still got a chance at the playoffs, and that's because they've already clinched playoff spot, is Philadelphia Eagles, who it looks like are going to be starting Gardner Minshew again this week. Jalen Hurts is not practicing with that shoulder injury. They're not going to decide for sure for another day or two, but it doesn't look promising. Also, wide receiver A.J. Brown was limited today. He's dealing with a knee injury. Looked more like an ankle to me on, on Sunday, but they're calling it a knee injury. Miles Sanders is not practicing today. He's dealing with his own knee injury, also fumbling issues, but that's neither here nor there. The bigger issue, though, is tackle Lane Johnson, who's not going to play the rest of the season. He tore an ab muscle, but instead of having surgery, he's going to just rest for two weeks and then play in the playoffs, which seems crazy, but they don't win a whole lot of games when he doesn't play. So keep an eye on that. They are going to be without uh, cornerback Avante Maddox as well. He is not going to play. He's technically out indefinitely, but they're not rolling him out for the season, so who knows what will happen there. But that's a big piece of their defense. And their offensive line they're going to be without, so we'll see how that looks. In Pittsburgh, wide receiver Deontay Johnson was limited with a toe injury. They're dealing with a lot of injuries to their linebackers ahead of their game with the Ravens this week. And then we're in the home stretch, the 49ers still going to uh, be with Brock Purdy under center this week. They are also dealing with a couple of injuries. There's a chance wide receiver Debo Samuel is going to play this week. He might come back to practice tomorrow. Keep an an eye on that. If he practices at all, he's probably playing this weekend. Running back Christian McCaffrey was limited today with a knee injury. Again, it's Wednesday. Don't read too much into that. And running back Elijah Mitchell has made, quote, real good progress. And they may activate him as early as Friday off IR, so they're getting a little healthier at the right time. In Seattle, wide receiver Tyler Lockett, who had hand surgery last week, is apparently looking great and did everything today at the walkthrough. It looks like he's planning on playing this week. And then Will Disley, however, not playing this week or the rest of the year. He was put on IR with a knee injury. Also running back Travis Former suffered an ankle injury injury, they're calling a sprain on Saturday, so he's questionable going into the weekend. Buccaneers wide receiver Julio Jones was limited today with a knee injury. Center Ryan Jensen, this is a bigger deal for Tom Brady, not going to play, even though he was designated to return from IR today. He is not going to be ready for this week, but potentially next week. Uh, And tackle Tristan Murph re-aggravated that ankle injury. That's a problem for Tom Brady. He did not play well without him. Um, other than that, they're fairly healthy, as healthy as you can be. And out in Tennessee, on the other half of our Thursday night game, 
They are, again, going to be without Ryan Tannehill. Remember, he's done for the year. Malik Willis is going to be under center. And it looks like Derrick Henry is likely not playing. He's listed as doubtful with a hip injury. There's really not a need for him to play in this game. It's probably not going to go great. They're going to be without six defensive players, a couple of offensive linemen, and they have a few more guys who are doubtful. It's not looking very healthy for the Titans. If you're interested in playing really offense in any capacity, they're probably willing to sign you today. So reach out. And in Washington, uh, they've got a few issues, including their former players now trying to sue the team. That's the Hogs out there because they feel like they're tarnishing their legacy. But (laughs) injury-wise, Running back Antonio Gibson did not practice today with foot and knee injuries. Uh, tight end Amari Rogers was de- designated to return from IR with his knee injury. We did see the debut of Chase Young last week. He's officially listed as questionable with the knee injury. He is, he's going to play. They're going to be without potentially a couple of other defensive players. So, again, keep an eye on that. But the biggest news is that Taylor Heineke was benched for Carson Wentz, who is going to play the remainder of the season, it seems, although they may change their mind. You just never know anymore. So, we've got a few new quarterbacks. We've got a lot of running backs that are hurt. Is there anyone out there other than maybe Carson Wentz on the waiver wire for us? Um, Sure. Uh, Let's start (laughs) off with running backs where there's uh, a few options that are kind of need. Uh, probably the best of those would be uh, Tyler Algier, um, home game versus Arizona this week and had a real breakout game last week. Uh, Chuba Hubbard at Tampa Bay, Zach Moss at the Giants. Yeah, uh, the, the Panthers came out last that... Pardon? The Panthers, they, they really showed up last week. <laughs> they they There's did, that point to be had there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Zach Moss with um, Indianapolis at the Giants, that's not as exciting to me. Uh, Hassan Haskins, um, who would stand to play a lot if Derrick Henry doesn't play tomorrow night. Uh, Jamichael Hasty, who, you know, if you believe Doug Peterson and Travis Etienne sticks, then there's not a lot of uh, need for him, but uh, just in case. And then uh, Justin Jackson, uh, formerly of the Chargers, now the Lions, uh, home matchup against um the Bears and uh, both uh, Jamal Williams and uh, DeAndre Swift are not in the greatest of health these days. But uh, so anyway, those are. I, I, I seriously hope that uh, besides Tyler Algier, that you wouldn't have to start uh, any of those guys. Maybe Tyler Algier and Chuba Hubbard. But uh, in case you're really desperate, or if you're in dynasty or even just want to plug holes, uh, those are some names for you there. Yeah. Yeah, there's some there's some guys that can make a difference for you. Yeah, at least a couple. But uh, again, hopefully your team isn't that beset by injuries uh, going into the finals. Yeah, but uh, yeah. you never know. Um, like I'm sure there are teams out there that uh, had Derek Carr as their quarterback going into the finals. But uh, who knows? So that that would be me. Receiver. I was one of those teams. <laughs> All right, you speak from experience. So you're pivoting to Gardner Minshew, I'm presuming? That's what I did. Yeah, last week I picked up Gardner Minshew. I just liked the matchup a little better. And, you know, it worked out okay. Obviously now I really have to not start Derek Carr, though. Yeah, you might not have to have him on your roster, but that's plus it's a dynasty league and you think he's going (laughs) to resurface somewhere else next year. But um, 
So guys are out there campaigning receiver, for their teams already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wide receiver-wise, uh, Jahan Dotson is probably the most attractive, widely available option. I would be a little more excited about him if uh, Carson Wentz weren't his quarterback, but uh, he did okay with yeah. him earlier this season, so let's hope that continues for his sake. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Romeo Dubs, Isaiah Hodgins, Russell Gage, Richie James, Elijah Moore, Greg Dorch. Rashid Shahid and McCole Hartman were really uh, getting pretty deep in the barrel there. But um, at least the first uh, guy or two on the list, especially if Jahan Dotson is still out there, go get him. He's somebody who's worth just plugging into your lineup, even in the championship week. He also had good chemistry with Carson Wentz before he got benched. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, and you have the free agent budget or the waiver wire priority, and want to keep them mm-hmm. away from your opponent, then that would also be a legitimate reason for picking him up, even if you're not going to start him. But, you know, if you are yeah. forced to start him for whatever reason, then uh, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. It could be worse. It could be better, but it could be worse. <laughs> okay. So now, quarterback-wise, uh, Brock Purdy was already yeah. at the top of my list before the most recent, you know, Dysfunction was announced with uh, Vegas, but you know, even more so now. And if he gets Steve Samuel back, even more so. So he would be at the top of my list. Um, Mike White, um, again, I'm not as high on him as I am on Brock Purdy just because, yeah, I think the, the might actually die. is a little bit more. Like, it's, yeah, it's I, I'm just worried about him <laughs> re-aggravating the injury or, or something that, you know, I wouldn't feel comfortable yeah. starting him in a final game, but mm-hmm. if you have to, you have to. Uh, Gardner Minshew, Baker Mayfield, um, Desmond Ritter, Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater, and Colt McCoy, uh, if he's healthy enough to play, those are all guys that, you know, if you're in a two-quarterback league and you need to pick somebody up, I would consider. So, um, quick personal question, which I am going to interject here. So matchup-wise, we, we, we all know matchups really matter this week more than probably any other week of the season. But I've got the, yes. the one team I still have alive where um, Kirk Cousins is my starting quarterback. He's uh, done really well by me for most of the season. Not so Oof. keen on that matchup at Green Bay nope. going into this week. So if you were in my shoes, um, Brock Purdy, <laughs> if you can pick him up, would you start him? Over Kirk Cousins yes. this week. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. He's got uh, he's got a better matchup. Kirk Cousins not good at 4:25, and the only game they haven't won by one score in their one score games was the Packers, which leads me to believe there's some revenge coming here. I don't think they're blowing them out this time. So that was the first game of the season, wasn't it? Or am I imagining? I yeah. Can look back no, no, no it was point. it was super early on. So any of those other quarterbacks that I listed that you would uh, consider um, better options than Kirk Cousins? Would you start Gardner Minshew? Would you start Baker Mayfield? Would you start Mike White? Carson uh, Wentz? I w- I'm, I'm scared of starting Mike White. I did have him on, on a couple of teams earlier this year. The the ribs thing, we saw how hard he got hit. I mean, he keeps coming back and props to him, but that offensive line clearly can't protect him. So that makes me nervous. I'm not sure if he's going to get through a whole game. Um, I like Gardner Minshew a lot. I don't love the matchup, though. The Saints defense is a little better than, than people give him credit for. 
Um, and I'm, I'm also still worried that at the 11th hour they're going to decide Jalen Hurts is going to play. Not having Lane Johnson is a problem too. So for me, I think I think I like Brock Purdy the best of the bunch. Yeah, would you consider? I mean, Baker Mayfield. It's impossible for me to get a read on him one week. He I actually, I actually like week. Baker Mayfield because I'm picking that to be a high-scoring game, and I'm actually picking, picking the Rams to win. I think it's more a Cam Akers game, but Baker Mayfield's out there slinging the football. He's not turning it over a ton, so that that puts him ahead so of a lot Baker of guys. Mayfield and Brock Purdy, you would rather start Baker Mayfield this weekend? No. <sighs> He's got a chance for more points. I think I feel a little safer with Brock Purdy. But yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah. Um tight end yeah. wise, and this Finally. is another position where I was banking on Hayden Hurst uh, being healthy by now, but it looks like he's not. So not quite. Uh, Tyler Conklin is probably the most palatable of the widely available mm-hmm. options. I know if if he's healthy enough to play mm-hmm. and then if you're um, reaching deeper into the barrel, there's Jawan Johnson, Jelani Woods, and Shane Zilstra, who yeah. somehow uh, had three touchdown catches last weekend. i got to say the one thing, Nick Foles loves throwing to a tight end, and Jelani Woods and Moali Cox got a lot more looks than they had been previously. Not that that's enough to really start them, but it is at least the case that they're a better option than they were three weeks ago. Well, when you're getting sacked seven times in a game and intercepted three times, that also suggests yeah. that your line isn't giving you enough time to, you no. know, no, definitely not. throw so <laughs> that that would make the safety valve options a little more appealing. But I don't know that I'd want to count on either of those guys for uh, winning a fantasy league. Yeah. But... Yes, uh, it's true. For some of us, it, uh, it is our um, defense-wise, if you're looking to stream somebody this week, uh, the Giants, Matchup against yeah. Indianapolis, I think, is quite appealing. Uh, you may mm-hmm. disagree with me on this one, but the Chargers going up against the Rams, I like that matchup for the Chargers. Washington mm-hmm. uh, home against Cleveland, Atlanta home against Arizona, and uh, Jacksonville on the road at Houston. Those are all teams that I would consider streaming if you need a defense to maximize your championship league points. There you go. I like the Giants the best out of the bunch there. Agreed. I mean, if if the Chargers can sack Nick Foles seven times and intercept him three times, then I figure the Giants blitz more than just about anybody, and hopefully they can also create some havoc and some turnover points. They do. They've they've seen Nick Foles a little bit. We've seen him in years past. Yes. So, should we get into some uh, top ten players in the void list? Yeah, there are some guys who are actually healthy and going to play football this week. Believe it or not, and we're going to tell you who you should start out of that bunch. <laughs> yeah, my my running back list, both the uh, the the top ones and the avoid, have a lot of red for injured players yeah. on them. But uh, a lot, a lot of questionable people here. <laughs> yeah. So who who's at the top of your running back list this week, and is it Christian McCaffrey? Um, even though even though part even though he missed uh, practice today, uh, Christian McCaffrey is indeed at the top yeah. of my list for this week. Uh, Joe Mixon, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders, and Kenneth Walker. I I I. Even though all three of those are on um, various states of injured, Devin Singletary, Tyler <laughs> Algier, and James Cook 
rounding out my top 10 uh, honorable mentions, Donovan Knight, who hasn't done much the last few weeks, but uh, hopefully with Mike White back, um, might um, be in a little bit better shape. Isaiah Pacheco, Leonard Burnett, Tony Pollard, if he's healthy enough to play, and Travis Etienne, who would be much higher on my list, but I'm just not sure I want to take um, Doug Peterson at his word if that game gets out of hand either way. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I I buy what Dougie's trying to sell us here. Uh, you can tell me all you want that you're not going to arrest anybody, but I just it's it's Houston, and realistically, you can't afford to get anyone hurt this week. But uh, yeah, so I I agree with you there on Travis Etienne. He did not make my top ten either. Um, I mean, my guess would be the first time Trevor Lawrence gets you know pile driven into the ground that he's coming out of the game. I just can't imagine. You would, that you would to... think, yeah. <laughs> you would hope, but uh, yeah. we'll see. So who's we'll on your uh, running back list? Would you like? Uh, Christian McCaffrey definitely at the top of my list. Uh, I think Juan Barkley all the way up at two. I think he's going to have a nice day against that indie defense. I mean, catching the ball, running the ball, doing a little bit of everything. Austin Eckler not scared of the knee injury there. Um, and then at four, I've got Delvin Cook. I think he's going to have to have a big game if they want to hang around with the Packers. I can't believe I'm saying that. James Conner at five, regardless of who's starting at quarterback, he seems to at least be pretty functional, and the Atlanta defense is really not something that's keeping people up. Uh, Joe Mixon checking in at six for me. I know you have him a little higher. I, I just think that they're going to have to throw a little more. Maybe he wants to catch some stuff out of the backfield. That's fine either way. But Alvin Kamara is at seven for me. Again, I like the matchup there. Cam Akers up at eight. Again, I, I think I'm higher than you and probably most of the world on the Rams right now. I have Tony Pollard at nine and Kenneth Walker, III, at ten on my list. Okay. Um, my avoid yeah. list, I had Derrick Henry at the top of my avoid list even before the yeah. doubtful designation, just thinking that, again, I can't imagine that, you know, Mike Rabel is going to risk him being dinged up before the game against Jacksonville no. next week. But, no. you know, and can you imagine that game might be the game that gets flexed into prime time next week? Can you imagine? It's crazy. Anybody Nothing that about the last the few weeks of the season makes any prime sense. Time game week 18. <laughs> so, They've come a long way. Um, anyway, Derek, Derek Henry at the top of my avoid list. Uh, Josh Jacobs, James Conner, Ramondra Stevenson, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Cam Akers, Najee Harris, David Montgomery, and Latavius Murray uh, rounding out my uh, tend to avoid list and dishonorable mentions to uh, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and Zach Moss. Okay. All right. We actually have some overlap here. Um, I also had Derrick Henry on my list. It just wasn't It wasn't a great matchup, and now it looks like he's not going to play anyway. Um, Ramondre Stevenson was also high on my list. He fumbled last week. Bill Belichick doesn't take kindly to that to begin with. This offense is already a mess. The Miami defense actually stops the run pretty decently. I don't love this. He's also dinged up. Nothing good here for me. I don't want my fantasy season riding on him. Zach Moss, I'm staying away from. Again, they're going to have to throw the ball. Also, he's not Jonathan Taylor. It's just not going to work. Rashad White uh, in Tampa Bay, I don't love that. Michael Carter, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr., 
uh, Antonio Gibson, Deion Jackson, James Cook at all pretty much in uh, in Buffalo there. Um, Khalil Herbert rounding out the, the bottom 10 here. I just don't think there's going to be enough him, for him out in Chicago. That's interesting. We each had one of the Cook brothers in our top 10, but it was a different one. You had yeah, uh, the one that I had in the top <laughs> 10 in your avoid list. So that should be interesting to see how that plays out. I got to say, the Buffalo run game has been better. I just don't think he's going to be one getting the, the bulk of the carries this week. That's really my, my issue there. But I don't think we've talked enough about how good the Buffalo run, run game has been the last few weeks. So here we are. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, how about the uh, wide receivers who do you like this week? Who's in your I've, top 10 list? I've got Justin Jefferson at the top of the list. This guy's out campa- campaigning to be the MVP, and I just – we all know he's going to put up 150 yards and no one can stop him anyway. I'm all for it. Jamar Chase, a close two for me. Amon Ross St. Brown at three. I think the Lions are going to bounce back. Stefan Diggs and Tyreek Hill rounding out the top five. Again, I don't love the defensive matchup, and you don't have Tua, which maybe is a good thing at this point, but Tyreek Hill is a little further down for me this week. C.D. Lamb at six. A.J. Brown, despite maybe only having one leg, they're still going to throw to him at seven. DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, and DK Metcalf running on my top ten. Yeah, we have some overlap. Um, C.D. Lamb at the okay. top of my list this week. Ooh, Jamar Chase, two. Like Stephon Diggs, three. Amon Ross, St. Brown, four. A.J. Brown, five. DK Metcalf, six. Keenan Allen, seven. Brandon Ayuk, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions to Garrett Wilson, Darius Slayton, Mike Williams, Devonta Smith, and Isaiah Hodgins. Oh, okay. Mike Evans actually on my avoid list. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I think we might see that team a little differently. Um, Mike Evans on the list, as is Christian Watson. Not that I don't think he's going to get targets and get looks. I'm just not convinced he's going to play an entire game. He's already hurt. He takes a big hit. He's going to miss at least part of the time. I just I don't love that part of it. So if I weren't playing in the playoffs, I'd be much more inclined to start him, but I don't want to take a risk this week. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Cortland Sutton, and any other wide receiver in in Bronco country, let's ride. I, I don't want to ride with any of these guys for the fantasy playoffs. Drake London in Atlanta, again, I just don't think they're going to win football games. So I don't want to start him. Corey Davis, Isaiah Hodgkins. Richie James, Chase Claypool, and Michael Gallup. I've got uh, Devontae Adams at the top of my list, and that was before the Derek Carr news broke. Mm. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> really the <laughs> Yes. Michael Pittman, Amari Cooper, Deontay Johnson, Courtney Sutton, Robert Woods, Chase Claypool, and Jerry Judy rounding out my tender avoid and uh, – Dishonorable mentions to Jacoby Myers, Traylon Burks, and Rashid Shaheed. Okay. So who do you have at the top of your quarterback list? I'd probably not surprise you that it's Patrick Mahomes, but uh, he's followed closely by Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Jared Goff, Tom Brady. I'm sure we see that game differently. Daniel Jones, Justin Herbert. Uh, Gardner Minshew or Jalen Hurts, whoever starts for the Eagles, and then Geno Smith rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions, Brock Purdy, Aaron Rodgers, and Mike Davis and Trevor Lawrence. All right, we've got got some overlap. 
not a ton though, but um, I have Justin Fields at the top of my list, which I know sounds a little nuts, but the Lions are going to give up points and Justin Fields is the entirety of this offense. I think that I, I would be fine starting him if I had him on a team. I unfortunately do not. Um, Patrick Mahomes, a close second. Again, this is just the matchup's too good. Three, I've got Josh Allen. Four, Joe Burrow, another high-scoring game. And rounding out my top five is your Giants, Daniel Jones. At six, I've got Tyler Huntley or Lamar Jackson, whoever plays. I don't care which one of it is. Uh, I'm, I'm happy starting them. Kirk Cousins checking in at seven for me. Jared Goff, Justin Herbert, and Dak Prescott sneaking in at number 10. Okay. Um, guys that I'd be looking to avoid at quarterback this week, uh, Derek Carr was at the top of my list, but I guess you can strike him from the list and put Jared Stidham on the list. Yeah, I'm guessing I'm going to start him either. <laughs> yeah. Tyler Huntley or Lamar Jackson, whoever starts for Baltimore this week. Justin Fields is actually on my avoid list. Mac Jones, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Nick Foles, Andrew Dalton, and Kenny Pickett. Dishonorable mention to uh, Malik Willis and uh, Cole McCoy, Trace McSorley, whoever starts there. Yeah. Uh, I've got Tom Brady at the top of my avoid list, so we definitely see that game a little differently, I think. I, I don't want any part of him. No, thank you. Uh, Mike White also on the avoid list again. I'm just not sure he's going to stay alive for the entire game. Not that the Seattle defense is that great, but just he's already got fractured ribs. It just doesn't seem like a good idea. Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, pretty self-explanatory there. Colt Wilson, Trace, uh, Colt McCoy, Trace McSorley, whoever whoever starts. Uh, maybe it's both of them. I don't care. I don't want to start either one of them. Teddy Bridgewater, I don't love the matchup. Garrett Stidham, again, this is a terrible situation for him. The this is already a bad team. It's just going to get worse. Carson Wentz, Mac Jones, and Kenny Pickett. Okay. Uh, tight ends, who do you like? Love Travis Kelsey. <laughs> it's hard not to. Uh, we've seen what he does against teams that have, have defenses and score points. I, I think the Chiefs are going to be on the field an awful lot. Uh, we saw last week the Rams didn't have to punt. The Chiefs might not punt this week either. And Travis Kelsey's going to end up in the end zone. I feel good about him. T.J. Hawkinson, the matchup is good with Green Bay. Evan Ingram all the way up at three. Uh, regardless of who, if Trevor Lawrence plays the whole game, if we're going to get C.J. Beathard sighting, whoever, whoever's going to play quarterback, they're going to be throwing Evan Ingram. Mark Andrews at four and George Kill rounding out my top five. Dallas Goddard and Cole Komet at six and seven. Dalton Schultz, Tyler Higby, and Dawson Knox rounding out my top ten. Right. I have uh, Travis Kelsey at the top of my list also. George Kittle, Dalton Schultz, Dawson Knox, Noah Fant, Dallas Goddard, uh, Daniel Bellinger, Tyler Conklin, Robert Tanyan, and Gerald Everett uh, rounding out my top ten. And honorable mention to Kate Otten if he's healthy enough to play. Shane Zilstra and Evan Engram, who would be much higher on my list. It's just I have no, again, confidence that uh, the Jaguars are, yeah. are going to be playing their starters for a full four quarters. I don't blame you. Doug Peterson, we've, as as fans of teams that have played against Doug Peterson, we don't believe a whole lot of what he says. I'm, I'm just cautiously optimistic on Evan Ingram. But I've got Tyler Conklin at the top of my avoid list, uh, Jawan Johnson and Taysom Hill. Again, it's easy to get suckered in thinking maybe they're going to end up in the end zone, and they might, but 
Also, Andy Dalton still throwing him the football, and this is a pretty decent defense. Hayden Hurst uh, just doesn't look like he's going to be all that healthy. I don't know if I really want uh, see him get knocked out of games, especially this Monday night. I don't want to. I don't want to chance it. Kay Dotton, Cameron Breed, whoever plays tight end for for the Buccaneers, I don't want any part of. Noah Font, I like better as as a daily fantasy option than I do in my season long. Trey McBride, Jordan Akins, Daniel Bellinger, and Austin Hooper rounding out my bottom 10, or I guess 11 if you count my pairings. Okay. Uh, I'll start off and put Mark Andrews at the top of my avoid list. I just don't think the Ravens are going to score a lot of points in that game. Tyler Higby, Darren Waller, David Njoku, Pat Ryermuth, Juwan Johnson, Taysom Hill combination in New Orleans, Cole Komet, Greg Dulcich, the Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith combination in New England, and uh, Chigozi McConquo. I know I've been high on him the last few weeks, but uh, just um, don't think this is the week to be starting him in the championship um, game. No. But, uh, and also, uh, Kylan Granson, Austin Hooper, and Trey McBride uh, would also be uh, dishonorable mentions for me. It's a big list. I don't like a lot of tight ends this week. <laughs> Yeah, and I need to pick one up off waivers because uh, oh. Hayden Hurst and is, uh, I, I don't think I can uh, trust him to be healthy enough to do well on Monday night. No, it's it's just such a gamble having to wait. That's not that's not especially with how last week ended up having to go down to like the final plays. Like you don't want Hayden Hurst to be what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's uh, defenses. Speaking of anybody you like this ways that you can make a, a difference is by uh, picking a defense <laughs> that will help you out. The Chargers defense certainly saved my bacon in the one league where I'm still alive. Um, yeah. Defenses that I think have really good matchups this week, Kansas City, Dallas, Atlanta, the Giants, Philadelphia, the Chargers, the Ravens, the Lions, the Commanders, the Dolphins, the 49ers, and the Steelers. I think all of them are going to give up uh, 21 points to Pula. There we go. Yeah, there's there's gonna be some lots of games here. And, and some low scoring games. Um we definitely have overlap. I've got the Cowboys at the top of my list. It just doesn't seem like really a fair fight tomorrow night. The Chiefs at two and the Ravens at three. Forty ers and Eagles running on my top five. The Jaguars again against the Texans. Uh Giants, Patriots, Buccaneers, and the old Washington Commanders coming in at ten for me. All right, um, my avoid list, and I think all of these teams are going to give up 27 points or more this week. Tennessee, Denver, Buffalo, Las Vegas, Cincinnati, Chicago, the Jets, the Rams, Carolina, Indy, Houston, New Orleans, Seattle, and Minnesota. So that's an extended list, but I can see all of them, all 14 of those teams giving up uh, 27 or more points this week. Yeah, it could happen. Uh, I've got the Browns on my avoid list. I, I don't love the matchup. The Falcons, I mean, no one's surprised by that. The Bills, Steelers, the Lions, the Cardinals, the Colts, the Raiders, the Texans, the Bears, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> There's lots of not like this week. All righty. Uh, shall we do our game picks? Yeah. I think uh, I think we might agree on some. 
some, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. So I can see two or three already. Off, We're going the other way. Yeah. Starting off um, the Thursday night game, Dallas at Tennessee. And yeah, this game probably yeah. wasn't fair even before Tennessee announced that they weren't going to play most of their impact players. But to me, this you know, Dallas has something to play for. Uh, Tennessee doesn't. That usually makes, you know, I mean, Tennessee does next week, but not this week. And that usually makes a difference yeah. this time of season. One in Dalco mm-hmm. was a team that has uh, more motivation. To me, that's <clears> the Cowboys by a mile. I'll say final score, Dallas 34, Tennessee 14. And if you're starting a Easy Cowboy, night. my only hope for you is that the game stays yeah. close long enough that these guys aren't all wearing uh, football caps backwards by the third yeah, quarter. Yeah, that's, that's my, my one concern here. But I, I think that Dallas probably gets up early and then they run the ball a whole lot. I would just like to see Dak Prescott maybe not throw an interception this week. That would be great. I've got the Cowboys winning 30-16. to 16. Like I said, I think it'll just be a lot of a lot of clock running out. The best thing we can hope for is maybe Andrew Whitworth's going to decide to come out of retirement in the pre-show. Otherwise, there's not a lot to get excited about here. Well, yeah, at least if um, he does, if Dak Prescott does throw an interception this week, hopefully it won't be to a defensive line then. He just points the ball out of the air and then rumbles for a touchdown. Yeah, I, I could that do with a little bad. less of that. Yeah. Okay, uh, next up we've got Arizona at Atlanta in the first of the Sunday games. You know, hard for me to get excited about either of these teams at this point. I guess Atlanta, you know, slightly better season. I think Arizona is slightly more talented, but the coaching staff is obviously a mess um, in the quarterback yeah. situation. But I'll go with Atlanta. Here. <clears throat> I know you never pick them, but uh, to me they're the safer nope. pick this week. I'll say Atlanta 24 Arizona 17. I'm going to pick the Arizona defense to beat the Falcons. Not really sure if the offense is going to add a whole lot of value here, but again, I've spent three years not picking the Falcons to win games, so why start now? But there's really not a lot to get excited about here. This is just a forgettable game that hopefully you don't have a ton of fantasy players in. What's your score? Uh, Arizona 21, Atlanta 13. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got Tampa Bay hosting Carolina, and sounds like we see this differently. I think it could go yeah. either way, but because Tampa Bay is at home and because I trust uh, Tom Brady a little bit more, even though he's not having a good season, I trust him more than I do Sam Darnold. Um, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay 27 over Carolina 24. I'm taking Carolina to win 23-20, a close game. Tom Brady's just not going to be able to mount a an overtime or fourth quarter comeback. You know, it, maybe we've got baristas catching interceptions and pick sixes. I don't know, but I don't feel good about picking Tom Brady to win a football game. I just don't think it's going to happen. If that does happen, I'm guessing Tom Brady's not going to sign a ball for him after the game. Probably not. I'm thinking that's not going to happen. <laughs> we'll chase after him with a Sharpie and say, can I autograph a ball for you? Maybe I'll give him a cup of coffee, too. Hopefully no one has a fist fight during the post-game interviews like this week. We don't need any more of that. That was was tough. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, Chicago. (laughs) Chicago at Detroit, I think. This one, if I had Detroit players and Amon Ra, St. Brown is the only one that I do have, but... um, 
I would feel comfortable starting him just mainly because this game is inside. It's against Chicago's defense. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot to like about Detroit here. I think they'll get back on the winning uh, track after the stumble with Carolina. But uh, I'll go with uh, Detroit 28, Chicago 21 here. I think it's ruling 27-21. I think the fighting Motor City Dan Campbells are going to get back on track here. Justin Fields will have a nice game, but he is just one man, and unfortunately you need a few more of those to generally beat another football team. So I think the Lions will get back on track and right the ship. Okay, Washington, uh, hard for me to pick then with Carson Wentz uh, in the saddle again, but I just think the uh, other team's quarterback situation has been even more of a mess this year. I suppose it's possible that Deshaun Watson you know, discovers or rediscovers his Texans form in his uh, fourth start, but mm. I'm not, or whatever it is, I guess fifth start at this point, but I'm not betting on it. Mm. Uh, I'll no. go with uh, Washington to win this by a field goal. I'll say Washington 24, Cleveland 21, and uh, sorry, Aaron Rodgers, but I think your heart's going to be broken here. Yeah. Also, I don't, I don't think the Packers team deserves to go to the playoffs despite the fact that I had them in my preseason picks. But, you know, the way they played, no. But uh, I also picked the Commanders to win 23-21, so right right about the same boat. Um, Deshaun Watson is not the answer in Cleveland. I don't think he's going to be next year, but he's certainly not this week either. Just going to get paid a gazillion dollars for nothing. Okay. Denver at Kansas City. Uh, He's kind of, yeah, never mind. Uh, I was just thinking of Trevor Bauer, but that's a different sport and a whole other awful situation. (laughs) So better put that aside and keep going with the football. So anyway, Denver at Kansas City. I think Denver might have their pride (laughs) wounded on Christmas night, but uh, if anything, Kansas City is a much better team than the Rams are. They're also on the road here. I don't think it ends well. I don't think they give up 51 points this time, but only because, you know, maybe it's, you know, the the weather is a little bit more of a factor with the cold and maybe Kansas City is in a little more of a hurry to get their guys off the field and keep them healthy. So I'll go with the final score here, Kansas City 34, Denver 13. Yeah, I don't don't think Kansas City starters are going to play the whole game. Um, I'd be shocked if we see them at all in the fourth quarter. I've got Kansas City winning 33-13, so we're kind of right on line here. I just, this Denver team's a mess. They need they need a whole lot of things more than the owners having apologizing press conferences. They need a little bit more than that. So it's not their week. Maybe we'll see some punts. Okay. Uh, Giants hosting Indianapolis. The Giants need a win either this week or next week against the Eagles to get into the playoffs. I think they get it this week. You know, I think Saquon Barkley, as you alluded to, will have a big game. Daniel Jones. Not sure which of the receivers I would trust at this point. I and mean, you can kind of put you know, Darius Slayton, uh, Richie James, and uh, Isaiah Hodgins in the names in a hat and pull one out and probably got an equal chance of being right. But uh, anyway, right. I think in aggregate, I think <laughs> the Giants just have um, a little bit more going for them right now um, on both offense and defense and the Colts do. Um, Giants uh, 27, Indy 17. I've got them also, you know, winning pretty handily. I've got the Giants winning 28-14. I think it's a big day for Saquon Barkley. I think it's cold outside, so it's not as high scoring as I would maybe have predicted somewhere else. Um, but the the Colts are, are reeling. This is not the game to get back on track for them. Um, unfortunately, Nick Foles is probably going to spend some more time looking up at the lights this week. 
Okay. Um, Jacksonville at Houston. Tough. This one is actually one of the tougher games of the week for me. And say, well, how could a it was for game me too. between a one-win team and a playoff-bound team potentially be a tough game to pick? <laughs> but again, it all comes down to you know how much do you believe the Jacksonville starters are going to play the whole game? Houston has shown signs of life in recent weeks since they switched back to Davis Mills. Their defense is getting some sacks, but uh, I think Jacksonville mm-hmm. um, will play their starters, um, and I think. You know, nothing comes easy to them, so I'll pick a close game here, but I do think Jacksonville wins. I'll say Jacksonville 27, Houston 24. Um, I'm actually picking Houston to win this. I'm picking them to win 27-23 in a little bit of a barn burner. Jacksonville, I don't think, like we talked about, I don't think they're going to play their starters. I think Houston's got a little little pride to play for, even though this could potentially cost them a higher draft pick. Uh, they tend to historically play well against the Jaguars, and they've been looking good the last couple of weeks, so I think they might steal one here. Miami at New England, uh, both these teams are kind of uh, running on fumes at this point. Miami, the, the quarterback situation really concerns me. I've got Tyreek Hill in the league, so I'm still alive in, and uh, Teddy Bridgewater yeah. you know, certainly is a proven, capable backup, but uh, I feel a lot better if uh, Tua were healthy enough. But uh, anyway, in spite of that, I think that uh, Dolphins have a lot more weapons than the Patriots do at point and some healthier weapons. I'll go with uh, Miami 24, New England 21. Uh, I, I'm also taking Miami to win just because they're uh, marginally more functional. I don't think this is going to be an incredibly high-scoring game. I've got them winning 24-20, so we're right on line there. I'd like to see the Patriots let Mac Jones throw the ball downfield a little more, but they don't seem really inclined to do that. So Teddy Bridgewater will take a little bit of a beating, but Miami is just still overall more talented across the board. So they might not score a ton of points, but they're going to score enough to win. Two of my nephews had the misfortune of being at that New England Cincinnati game on Christmas Eve where I think the high was about eight degrees. uh, Oh, God, that's terrible. um, yeah, well, at least they got to see a scorigami, but that's probably not, not something if they had it to do over. I'm guessing uh, sitting through that was probably not worth it, but we'll see. No, I'm thinking not. I don't think either of them got frostbite, <laughs> but that's about all that came out of that game. Yeah, my brother so, went to the terrible uh, jet game last week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that's right. He got mm. wet and cold and hysterical. Not a happy camper, I'll tell you that. No. Um, Next up, we've got uh, the the other green team, the Eagles, playing host to the Saints. And even with Gardner Minshew there instead of Jalen Hurts, I don't think this is really a fair fight. I think Philly is just uh, a bit more um, balanced all the way around. I think their defense, to me, that was the big story that last week. Not so much, hey, they missed Jalen Hurts, but that their defense kind of uh, let them down. And, and certainly Dallas is a capable offense, but I, you know, mm-hmm. based on their previous performance, I wouldn't have, uh, you know, count. I wouldn't have uh, guessed that Philly would give up 40 points in that game, but they did. Here, I, nope. I think they write the ship. I'll say Philadelphia 27, New Orleans 17. I've got Philly winning 27-21, so I think New Orleans will score a little bit more, but I think Gardner Minshew will get get him a win and a win at home, and life will be good in Philadelphia again. Maybe my family will start speaking to me again because they're just a little salty after last week. 
Okay. Um, next up, we've got uh, the late games, the Jets on the road at Seattle. This, to me, is one of the better matchups of the afternoon, but definitely also a wild card. We've got the Geno Smith revenge factor, but also just the fact that, you know, Mike Davis, like you said, is one good hit away from uh, uh, not having far bigger problems to worry about than being an NFL starting quarterback. Uh, in spite mm-hmm. of that, I think this game is close. I think Mike Davis and Mike White hopefully will spend the whole uh, game upright. Um, and I'll say it's a close game, but uh, just because they're at home, I'll say that the Seahawks win uh, 28-27. Well, I, I this is our third Geno Smith revenge game this season, but I'm actually going to take Mike White and his fractured ribs to win 24-23. I think that the Jets kind of rally around him, and that's going to be more of of a factor. The Seattle 12th man hasn't seemed like it's been as big of a deal this season, but I think it's a close game. I think it's just a, a fact of the Jets will have the ball last and win the game. Sorry, Gino. We've got uh, San Francisco traveling to Las Vegas, and I did my picks and scores before the you know the news came out today about Derek Carr and. Uh, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're starting linebacker uh, being put on IR, but I, I don't know. I, I think maybe you know Las Vegas rallies a little bit and shows some pride, but I just think San Francisco is a far better team here of the two teams that used to play in the Bay Area. Um, you know, neither one does, of course, even though one is still uh, named after a Bay Area city. But I'll go with uh, San Francisco or the Santa Clara 49ers 30 and the Las Vegas <laughs> Raiders 21. I, I have San Francisco winning 30-17, to 17, so I think that Brock Purdy is game-managing just fine. I think he'd be a fine fantasy start. Uh, the Raiders have so many issues that aren't named Derek Carr, and that's going to be even more apparent this week because Derek Carr is not actually going to be on the field this time. So I, I don't see anything good happening for the Raiders. The strange thing to me is he's not even going to be – with the team, he's, they just no, he basically he's told him to take away a from hike. The team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, give you a two weeks paid vacation before we cut you. He has a no trade clause, so you. all they can do is cut him. They can't even trade him. Yeah, that's mm. bizarre. But uh, anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Um, lots of teams, I think he would represent an upgrade, a quarterback. For, but yeah, I don't know that he's necessarily. You know, ever going to be an operational on quarterback, but I think last year he definitely showed that he could be a second or third tier quarterback. I mean, I think he's in that sort of tier with Kirk Cousins and people like that. You probably like him more than Kirk Cousins, but uh, I do. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so next up we've got uh, Chargers uh, hosting the Rams in the battle for Los Angeles bragging rights. Um, I think you said you're picking the Rams here. I'm going to go the other I way. Am. I just the uh, Chargers. I I think the Rams uh, were sort of a one-hit wonder last week based on who they were playing. I think now that they're playing a legitimate playoff football team, the things aren't going to go so well for them. I'll pick uh, Chargers to win this one relatively easily. I'll say uh, Chargers 28, Rams 17. I'm thinking the Rams will win 28-27. I think Baker Mayfield's leading a crazy comeback. I think Cam Akers is going to have a nice day. The Chargers are still the Chargers. Every now they get the yips. Like, they should be better than they are. Um, they they tend to play down to people's level. I think that the Rams are going to hang around just long enough. The defense will keep them in it, even without Aaron Donald. 
I just I I think they're ripe for one this week. Next game up is uh, Green Bay hosting Minnesota. Um, it's a little. This is another tough game from my perspective. You know, I want the Vikings to win just as a rooter, uh, as a you know, rooting interest. But I think going on the road to Green Bay, cold, dark, late afternoon. I'm not thinking that's going to go so well for them. I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers to keep hope alive for them. I'll say uh, Green Bay 27, Minnesota 24. I've I've got the same score, Green Bay 27-24. I think that it'll it'll be Aaron Rodgers in the fourth quarter. Like you said, going to Green Bay, uh, Kirk Cousins doesn't play particularly well when it's not 1 o'clock. I just don't think that this is their week. Green Bay is going to beat them in a one-score game, so Minnesota's going to finally figure out what it's like to be on the other end of those. At the Sunday night game, we've got the Ravens hosting Pittsburgh, and uh, I another game that I you know, have a hard time picking, but for a different reason. You know, I think both of these teams are. I, I don't know how Baltimore has won ten games. To me, they seem more like a bottom feeder at this point <laughs> uh, without Lamar Jackson. But uh, I do think they'll manage to win this. But uh, it won't be pretty, and I'm not sure I'll want to watch. But uh, I'll say Baltimore 21, Pittsburgh 17. I've got Baltimore winning 20 to 16. I don't think this is going to be uh, a very high-scoring game. I think that Baltimore is just a better team. I think Kenny Pickett's going to struggle a little bit with this defense. Um, but it, again, probably wouldn't have been what we would have chosen to flex into the this spot. I guess technically it makes sense it's got more on the line, but oh. Yeah, not not how we want to end our Sunday. Okay, and then yeah, maybe the Tampa Bay Carolina game would have been. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to root for to watch a game with uh, two sub five hundred teams battling for division title, but maybe this is yeah. a little better, but not by much. Yeah. Um, the one game that would have been flexed into Sunday night if it weren't already scheduled for Monday night is uh, Cincinnati hosting. Yeah. Buffalo, the, the two teams that have beaten Kansas City this season. And, um, yeah, I I think this one could go either way. I'll flip a coin and say Cincinnati here, but I think it's a high-scoring game and it's close. I'll say Cincinnati 31, Buffalo 30. I have Buffalo winning 33-31. I think this is going to be a really fun game to watch. I, If Cincinnati were a little bit healthier – um, I think I'd go with them, but Buffalo, despite Josh Allen, you know, turning the ball over a little bit, I think they're going to steal one here. But this is this is certainly a more exciting game to uh, end the week on. Agreed. We we've got we've got a lot going on here. We before we let you go, just a couple of daily fantasy picks because I said we will cover you on all all facets here when it comes to fantasy football. Uh, remember, we give you value picks. You know who to start. This is so you can afford them. At quarterback, as we talked about earlier at the top of the show, Brock Purdy, I think, is a great value and a great start period. Jared Goff, Daniel Jones, Aaron Rodgers, the price is right. At running back, DeAndre Swift, Zach Moss, Jared McKinnon, and Brian Robinson, Jr. At wide receiver, Marquise Brown, Alan Lazard, Jacoby Myers. Tight end, Noah Font with Will Disley going on IR. We finally know which tight end is going to get more looks. It's going to be Noah Font in Seattle, Cole Komet and Evan Ingram, and defensively, the Commanders, the Jets, and the Patriots, all in a good price range for what you'll get back. 
So we have given you everything you need across the board for Week 17 to hopefully win your championship or get you into next week's championship game, wherever you're at. Like I said, you can find us all week long if you have line-up questions. I'm sure there are things you have for your team. You can find us on social media. We're on Facebook, on Twitter. You can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. And we'll be back with you next Wednesday night for the season finale uh, from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time as we are every week. So thank you so much for listening. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.